Hello and welcome to Podcasters on Purpose. This is Debbie Adair, your host, and today we have Mark Guberti joining us. Mark is a USA Today and WSJ bestselling author with over 100,000 students in over 180 countries enrolled in his online courses. He is the CEO and founder of Content Marketing Plaza, which teaches students how to make six figures from their content. He coaches content creators on how they can attract more traffic to their content and boost revenue. He is the host of the Breakthrough Success Podcast, where listeners learn how to achieve their breakthroughs. Mark is a public speaker who has spoken at Podcast Movement Ignite, Work at Home Summit, Authority Super Summit, and the 100K Launch School. He is a social media columnist for the Westchester and Fairfield County Business Journals. And he is a, just an awesome podcaster and great guy. So I'm excited to share him with you on the show today. Welcome to the show, Mark. Debbie, thank you so much for having me on your show. I'm excited to have you. It was great to get to know you more on the Profiting from Podcasts Summit. And I'm looking forward to our time uh, in Florida together next week. If you're listening to this, we probably will have already been together <laughs> at a later time. But just wanted to talk a little bit about your show and what had you start a podcast to begin with? So I had meant to start the show a while ago because I love the idea of interviewing people. I saw it as a great way to learn to build really awesome relationships, but it did take me a few different tries before I finally started the show. So at this point, like my third attempt, it was kind of, okay, I swung and missed twice. I just really want to, at this point, just have the podcast because it's one of those things where like you said you're going to do it, you said you're going to do it, and you keep putting it off and you get tired of the whole putting it off. And you know, podcasting has so many different benefits to it because it helps you with business. It helps you learn it gives your audience a lot of valuable content. So just all those different benefits podcasting provides and just to get that checklist off finally after a few years. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about that. Cause I think sometimes people, I know for me, I had to set a deadline. It was like, I said, okay, two months and it's going to be launch time. And for me, literally, luckily I had the accountability piece because it was midnight the night that I said I was going to launch it, that it actually happened. <laughs> that was when I put it out. Tell me a little bit about your swings and misses and how that was for you. So I think the big thing for you is not knowing how the technology works. I mean, if you want to create a podcast, use something like Libsyn.com. I mean, I know that to you and me and to like other podcast hosts, that sounds super obvious, but when I was starting out, I didn't know any of the technology, so I had no idea how to do any of that. And then it was just like the first thing I wanted to do was interviews, but then I didn't reach out to people. The second time was going to be a Q&A style, which was getting some momentum, but never really launched. The third one, like I, at this point, I've known a few people because I've done affiliate launches. I've been on other shows. So I just decided, okay, I'm going to reach out to five people, act as if I have this podcast that's coming out soon called Breakthrough Success. And if I get one yes, that means I'm committed because it's one thing to do a solo show and just give up on it. It's another thing to, you know, tell people who have come to know, like, and trust you, that whole thing that a lot, all of us marketers want to do, have those people say, okay, I'll be on your show. And then you turn around and say, oh, we're not launching the podcast now. So it was just me reaching out to five people. I got my first yes. And then I started sending out more emails. And at that point I realized, oh, I got to learn how to do all this stuff. And that was pretty much the next step of that journey. That's fantastic. Yeah. And that accountability piece is huge. I love that. So tell us about Breakthrough Success Podcast. What's your intention with the show? What is it that you intend to do for your listeners? 
So the way I see breakthrough success, it is a combination of personal and professional development. So we focus a lot on how you grow your business, how do you monetize your content brands, but we also focus on the personal development stuff because you can have all the education, but that doesn't mean you're going to be successful. There are people who they read a lot of books, they listen to a lot of episodes, which is great, like keep learning. The issue is that these people then don't implement. So I don't want to provide all this value in a breakthrough success episode. People go to the end of it, listen to the next one, but then don't implement anything. So that's why we have that mix of personal and professional development within each episode. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's so true. If our mindset isn't right, you know, it's like we can take all these actions someone says will get us somewhere, right? But it's literally sometimes like running in place when you've got a subconscious block or something that's happening behind the scenes. So I think that's fantastic that you're teaching all of that. And it looks like you also teach students how to make six figures from their content. I was reading, looking in your bio. What are some of, can you give us a couple of like stories or tips or techniques or something around that? Because it sounds like that's an area of expertise for you as well. So the most important thing you have to do is build a community, but lead them to your email list because the money is in your email list. And when it comes to generating this revenue from your content, first off, there, like, there's so many different parts to it, but there's definitely positioning. So you want to have a nice looking sales page. You want to convey how it will benefit the potential customer, not the features, the benefits. One of the big things, though, that I feel like a lot of people miss is a stronger focus on recurring revenue. So I've been promoting my advanced influencer mastermind really hard lately because that is recurring revenue. So I host virtual summits. I try to do multiple. In fact, I'm trying to do 10 for 2019. And the lowest in all access pass ticket is, is $47 if you like what you see from the free ticket. So 47 is the lowest. But I have to get like 10 of those sales to make $470 for all the virtual summits that I do. But if I just get one mastermind member, and that's $47 per month each person, then that's the equivalent of selling 12 all-access passes throughout the year. So when you shift to recurring, the math definitely gets a lot easier to calculate. The revenue is a lot more predictable than saying, I'm going to do this big product launch. Yes, it's going to make money. Yes, it's going to be good. But then what happens after the product launch? Because some people, they'll make, I'm just throwing numbers here. They'll make like 30 grand in one month that they do their product launch. But then maybe they make like 2,000 or 1,000 or less than that the following month because they don't have anything to launch or they burned out their list. So I'd say a stronger focus on recurring revenue. I think that's fantastic because especially you know, entrepreneur podcasters, which most of us are, it's so true having predictable income lets you create very differently than not having predictable income. I love that you're teaching the recurring income piece. I think that's such an important part of your mix, right? You know, and you do, I was on your summit. I loved being on your summit. You attract some really wonderful people as, as you are a wonderful person yourself. How have you used summits to help you build your show? And, and I'd love specifically to talk about how you, what are some of your list building techniques that you use from podcasting and, and beyond too? So I see podcasting as a way to, you can monetize. That is something that I do. I always mention the advanced influencer mastermind in the beginning, hence the uh, emphasis on that lately. But with the <laughs> podcast, 
you can also interview someone, build that relationship, and then invite them to be on your summit a few weeks or months later, depending on when you're organizing it. So some people, I just reach out and say, hey, I'm organizing this virtual summit. I did that a lot for this summit about podcasting. But there are other summits where, like uh, one of the summits I did for authors, I reached out to a lot of the authors who were already on Breakthrough Success. They knew me already, which made it easier for me to get them to speak at the summit. And one of the things that I do for all my summits, what I initially did was I created individual Facebook groups for each of them. So Content Marketing Success Summit, Productivity Virtual Summit have their own groups. But now I just lead everyone into the Breakthrough Success Facebook group. So Basically, I'm able to grow my group, which is focused on my podcast and providing that value. So that's how I'm able to use the summit to grow my podcast and, you know, it grows the email list also. So promoting episodes on the email list will automatically grow the podcast. So just the idea of having all these relationships in place, having the joint venture set up where a bunch of people are promoting the summit really sets up for a bigger email list, which is vital, but also leading people into the Breakthrough Success Facebook group. That's fantastic. I love that. And what are some of the ways maybe that you've systematized that process? Because doing 10 in a year, you must have some really good systems in place. (laughs) Either that or you're just someone who doesn't sleep much. (laughs) Well, one of the things that I do now is all of my Summit websites are now pretty much the same. So it's pretty much the same setup, just change the text. And by doing it that way, it's just easier for me to do less of the background work. So instead of creating a website from scratch or instead of creating like all these redirects, I have all that infrastructure from my existing Summit. So my next virtual summit will literally look like the one that you were just on, except it'll just have different text, different speakers. The redirect will be all the same. So uh, the website infrastructure is just copy and paste pretty much just on a different website. The interviews, there's really no way to delegate that. You just do the interviews. And then it's just a matter of editing them quickly Uh, Some people, they go really deep into the editing. I go super basic unless there's like a really big noise in the middle of the uh, audio. Uh, So those are some of the ways that I've really streamlined it. The biggest one, though, would be the the website where I don't have to create page after page. That's great. And do you use a particular system for your website or is it WordPress? Is it Leadpages? Is it Kajabi? Is it, what do you use? I use Optimize Press for my virtual summit set. I'm actually thinking of soon like having some kind of bundle where all those summit pages will be available. That's something I'm definitely thinking about, but mm. to answer that question specifically, optimize press. Gotcha. So you're saying a bundle meaning that you might actually sell your system eventually? So that definitely. People- okay. That's smart. Might as well leverage that if you've got it down to a science, right? And then is there anything else that you do in terms of just like systems wise for setting that up. You're just using Optimized Press, obviously, for, for the web pages. And I get, I'm assuming that's a plugin. Is that a plugin? Optimized Press? Yeah, it's a, it's a plugin. Uh, okay. some, I think I used to yeah. use that at one point, like a membership plugin or something, right? Yeah, it's okay, got okay. so many capabilities. It's ridiculous. Okay. It's probably grown a lot <laughs> <laughs> since I used it. And then, so do you have any set requirements even for your, like, 
for people that come on your summits, do you like pick a certain metric that makes it more successful or do you just kind of identify the people you're drawn to? Now, I have some mixed thoughts on this because some people, they will say that you need to have a minimum email list of 1,000, 2,000, 8,000, 10,000, I've seen in some cases. And some people say that you have to promote. And obviously, if you speak at my summit, like, you know, I'd like for you to promote, but if you don't, I mean, as long as you provide value, because some people, they'll cut out a really good speaker who could provide so much value just because they don't have the sufficient email list size. So I like to reach out to people who I know are eager to help, who want to spread the word about, but also who can provide value. So I provide swipe copy, all the stuff like that, so they can share, but I don't say you have to share at least X amount of times or whatever, or else you can't be a part of the summit. So I'm definitely a little mixed on that because I've heard from different sides where some people just really don't like how they're just picking someone who has the biggest email list. And I would like to have good speakers who on some them can happen to have good email lists as well. So, I mean, that's definitely, uh, I guess virtual summit hosts have different opinions on that one. Gotcha. It makes a lot of sense. Obviously, if you've got someone that's extraordinary that you really want to have on, even if they may, maybe don't have a 10,000 person email list, <laughs> you're going to want to bring them on. That makes, that makes sense. But obviously, it's beneficial to everybody if they have the, the metrics, right? So that's great. So as far as once you're actually... So you, you have the free summit, like you put it up. I, I was looking at ours it's available during the time that the summit's happening and then they can buy an all access pass, right? You were saying for the 47. And then after that, there's a a sequence that you go through where you're selling uh, your membership, your mastermind. Can you talk a little bit about that process for you? Is it okay to ask you these questions? I hope it's okay. Oh yeah, yeah, 100%. (laughs) Okay. So when the summit is going on, I'm going all out with promoting the all access pass because people are watching the sessions that's on top of mind. After the summit is over, I say, hey, the post summit learning, we're going to be doing a lot of this stuff in the advanced influencer mastermind. You can get your free trial at this link. And that's usually how I present it. Uh, For anyone who buys the all access pass, they usually get redirected to a thank you sales page, which says something like, Thank you for buying your all-access pass. That will be sent to you shortly. But before that, I want to tell you about the Advanced Influencer Mastermind. And then the whole page promotes the mastermind. So I have something set up for anyone who buys the all-access pass because it's one of the good things to do to continue having upsells because some people just want to keep spending with you because they really love what you're doing and the value you provide. And in other cases, I just say, hey, if you enjoyed the summit, you want to continue learning from me, join the mastermind. So those are probably the main ways that I promote during a summit. Fantastic. And what would you say are like the top to do's when you're doing this type of process for building your list through a summit and also kind of working with your podcast and integrating the two pieces. And what are like the top don't do's? Like if you could just give me the do's and the don'ts, what would you say are the, some of the do's for that? All right. Big do's communicate with the speakers because some people, they're really happy to promote, but they just don't know what to promote. In other cases, you just get hit up with so much email. You have so much work because I mean, a lot of the speakers like Debbie, I mean, you got a lot of different 
group work that you're doing, like your life does not revolve around my summit. So <laughs> I don't give you like swipe copy or something like that. It's definitely a lot less likely for it to get promoted because I mean, when I'm an affiliate for other people's products, I'm usually just copying and pasting the swipe copy, making some small modifications, but I'm rarely writing an email from start to finish. So big do communicate. Another big do would be to just get a lot of it done early. For my first summit that I ever did, I had over 50 speakers. I want to say that 33 of those sessions were scheduled, were uh, the interviews were conducted like two or three weeks before the actual summit took place. So that was very stressful for me, especially since like they were all spread out throughout the week. So I'd say get a good head start on it. Don't, I haven't really thought of that one yet. <laughs> okay. I mean, I would just say like, do good in the interview. Don't overexert the fact that people have to promote the summit. I feel like it's one of those like mutual understandings, the reciprocity where people understand they're on your summit. They got to share it a little bit. Hmm. Beautiful. And would you say that this is like your main strategy for building your email list? Do you have any other ones that you would recommend from your podcast specifically, like how to build your email list through your show? I would just say mention something at the very beginning of your show, but virtual summits seem to be my main way to build email lists other than social media, which is also big. One thing I'm doing with virtual summits is I'm making them all evergreen so I can invite speakers to new speakers for past summits like every single week. And then they all share it as if it's one of those like joint webinar things. And the fact that the summit already converts pretty nicely, I'm getting a lot more traffic to something that when most summits are over, they're just dead. Like people never promote them again. But now I have something that still converts and I'm still able to attract a bunch of people. So like the podcast is, and social media are still great for building the email list, but I'm going really deep into virtual summits right now. No, wait a minute. I want to make sure I understand what you're talking about with inviting new speakers to a past summit. How does that work? So basically when the summit is all said and done, like I'm talking about the the content marketing success summit. That's what the first one I ever did. That one is still going. So if you go there right now, it will say that the summit is going from tomorrow to four days in the future. So like as of this recording, it'll be like February 12th because we're recording on the 11th to I believe the 15th. But if you are listening to this on May 1st, it will say from May 2nd to May 5th, there's a, a WordPress plugin. I think dynamic dates or something like that, that allows me to do that. And just that ability to keep it evergreen so that the content doesn't die for someone who's just figuring out who I am and stuff. Like just for instance, just by listening to this interview, they say, wow, this guy, like, you know, stuff like that. But I've never, like I wasn't around. I didn't know that he had this summit too bad. I missed it. But now Mm -hmm. people can go in to that evergreen version and now I can use that evergreen to have new speakers on the summit so that it continues to build more buzz. Gotcha. So for example, from profiting from podcasts, right, which is the one that we just did, you had a set number of speakers and that summit's over at this point and you've kind of sold the all access pass. Then what happens? So when it goes evergreen, would you then invite other podcasters onto that and then have that WordPress plugin keep showing it as live or, and then add them to the product or how does that work? I'm curious. The WordPress plugin would continue to show the dates that based on the dates that show depend on what day it currently is. 
But when a new speaker comes onto the evergreen version, I just add them to the page. We have a new speaker. Uh, this is who that speaker is. And then I put the session in the all access pass. But then that speaker and I can then promote our session we did together and say, hey, if you want to check out our session and the other 20, 30, or 50 or so sessions, depending on the summit, head over to this link. So that's how I'm able to attract more speakers. I actually have a bunch of speakers already scheduled for some of my previous summits that are now going to be in the evergreen version. That's fantastic. And so the old emails wouldn't necessarily go out, right? Your previous emails, like that have the speakers that talk about it, you'd just be saying, oh, this is the newest speaker that's now on the summit and then list the other guests. Yeah? Yes, that's how I would approach it. Like the emails that I sent during launch, I put them in a sequence for all of the new attendees coming to the evergreen version and just change the copy a little bit so that it has a more evergreen feel to it. I definitely think you should turn this into a product. Definitely. A hundred percent. So I support you with that. <laughs> Thank you. And so that's great. So you can actually have a speaker come on and even speak for previous summits. Do you ever repurpose the same interviews or do are your interviews different per show because they're different topics? I repurpose them a little bit. I obviously don't want all the interviews to be floating around on YouTube or somewhere else. One thing I've seen people do is they'll take like a two minute clip from an interview and say, hey, do you want to see the rest of this session and like, you know, 20 other sessions head over to the summit link. I've also what I've done sometimes is I include these interviews in like a bonus section for like one of my trainings. And like including just like five of the interviews is an easy two to three hours of extra content of value. So it's not including interviews from all the summits because people who buy the all access pass, they're getting all those interviews. I only do this with a few of the interviews, but it is a great way to add to a bonuses section of a training course and even like take that two minute clip and make it into free content that promotes your summit. That's great. I love that. So, and if you have them speak on one summit, they may that interview would probably not necessarily be repurposed for a separate summit or it might. Like I'm wondering if it's similar topics. I've only done that once. Mm. And that was because the person who like our schedules didn't work because like each time like something seemed to come up for one of us or the other and this person was an announced speaker. So we just took the session from the previous summit and put it into the new summit. So I've never actually taken that approach yet. But that is something that I have considered because I do look at past summits and be like, wow, this session would be really great for that summit. So it is something that I think about. I mean, I could add that to a bonus section for like my summits or a product or something like that, but I've never specifically thought of that yet. Gotcha. I know that makes more sense to do it as a bonus. I like that. And when you do these summits, do you find that because you are also, you know, getting more visibility around probably your show, does it help build your show too, or just your email list? I've seen a lot more growth on the email list side. Mm. It does help with the show as well, but the email list is a lot more obvious because uh, it's easier to track. You can like on ConvertKit, like I see like a big like skyrocket every time I do a summit and I can track it to that form. While when you get podcast downloads, you don't know where they came from. Did all of these people come from Twitter today? Because that's where I promoted the episode. Did they all come from Instagram? Did they all come from the summit? So I do see some growth, but 
It's not like I can specifically say that the summit has skyrocketed my podcast. Gotcha. And from the the summit interviews themselves, that you when you put them, do you repurpose them at all for your mastermind or no? Or is there like as a bonus to your mastermind? That yeah, you I do a bonus for the mastermind. Usually the way I do it is I release one interview per week to the mastermind group. And mm-hmm. at the rate that I do virtual summits, like that's more than enough videos to go around because 10 virtual summits at least 20 speakers, that's over 200 videos. So that's more than four (laughs) years of content plus the other stuff. So I do that usually once a week to give a lot of value. But again, not everything because I want to respect the uh, people who bought the all access pass and have that whole portal of all the interviews. Gotcha. Well, and it's great for the people who are on your summit too, to be having the exposure in that as well, I'm sure in your actual course too, right? They're being shared there. And actually, they're paying more probably in your mastermind in some ways. I'm sure there's a lot more value there. So then someone who has the all-access pass for just one of your summits, right? right? So you're still honoring the people by the all-access pass. How about for your podcast itself? So you're obviously having interview previous interview guests that are helping you to build out your summit. But is there any other way that you uh, leverage your podcast for your summit other than maybe announcing it there or having the guests come from there? Some of the things I've done in the past, like I I do announce the summits as they're coming up. One thing that I haven't done yet for the summit, but I've done this for affiliate promotions. So if I'm promoting, like I usually promote Chandler Bolt's self-publishing school. That's Mm -hmm. a really incredible course. So one time, like when I was promoting it, I had him on the show and I scheduled the episode to come out during the pre-launch phase. So that is something that I have done with multiple people in the past whose products that I've promoted. It's just really, uh, like for the summit, I see it being a little more difficult because you're interviewing the same people multiple times. But I mean, if you do this like months in advance, it's definitely possible. So, I mean, that's mainly what I do for the podcast. I'll just announce it, sometimes have people on it, Uh, One thing I'll also do is I'll be very intentional with the kind of content that comes on the podcast. I do this a lot more with the videos and blog posts I create. So like the month leading into the uh, podcasting summit, the one that we did, Mm -hmm. I said I created a lot of podcast-focused content. I did like two Facebook Lives about podcasting. I wrote some content about podcasting. So a month before the summit comes out, all like the majority of the content I create will be related to that theme. Gotcha. That's great. So, and with Chandler, you, you did the pre-launch like that month before the summit came out, you say pre-launch, that's what you meant, but pre-launch to the summit. Yeah. For Chandler, Chandler was just a product, like a, a training course, but I published the episode at the same time that corresponded with the pre-launch. Okay. Gotcha. Pre-launch to the summit. That's what I'm wondering. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Not pre-launch to his product. That's, I was just curious. Fantastic. Wow. What a wealth of information about summits and podcasting. I love it. Thank you so much for sharing all that. If you could leave the podcaster or podcaster to be or person who loves podcasting, if they're listening in and they're neither of the above with one piece of advice, what would it be? Interview more people. So you don't want to start a daily podcast because like even like John Lee Dumas, he's not publishing daily anymore because there are so many different podcasts out there and daily is just too much for people. 
but you can break it up into multiple podcasts, into multiple virtual summits. And by interviewing more people, you're building more relationships, you're growing your audience, you're opening the door to more opportunities. Like for the Profitable Podcasting Summit, for instance, there are two potential speaking gigs that can be coming my way just because of that one summit. So Mm -hmm. playing your cards right, but it really all is possible when you interview more people. As you interview more people, more people want to come on your show, more people want to be on your summits. And I think it's one of the quickest paths to success if you have a way to grow as well. Fantastic. And if the person joining us today would like to get more of you and your work, where would they go? So we talked a lot about podcasting in the summit that I did. So if you head over to ProfitablePodcastingSummit.com, you will see that summit in action in its evergreen version. So if you want to see what that experience is like, see what that sequence is like, go through the summit. You'll get a lot of awesome content, but instead of hearing how the evergreen process works, you will actually see how the evergreen process works for that summit. Fantastic. And actually, I'm one of the interviews on there too, guys. So if you enjoy these conversations, as well as some of the guests that have been on here that you might have liked a lot. So um, you definitely check that out. Well, Mark, it has been delightful having you on the show today. Thank you so much for sharing all of your wisdom and wealth around uh, summiting and (laughs) podcasts. And I look forward to seeing you in Tampa. He's going to, he and I are both new uh, icons of influence and new media summit coming up next week. So I'm looking forward to seeing you there and masterminding and hearing more about what you're up to. Thanks so much. My pleasure. If you're new or returning to this show and have not yet subscribed, please subscribe to receive the latest episodes as they're released. And if you love what you heard today, we'd love a great review too. Thanks so much for listening in. We'll see you next time on Podcasters on Purpose. Hey there, have you ever thought about creating your own podcast? If so, I'd love to support you with giving you a free guide on how you can create your studio and setup for your podcast. If you'd be interested in learning more about the microphone that I use, the headset that I use, the software that I use <laughs> to do these shows, I'd love to share that with you. You can go on over to podcastingonpurpose.com.